This week, Mostly Technical is brought to you by Lara Jobs, the official Laravel job board and Hello Query, which lets you empower your customers to build your own reports. Now, here's Ian and Aaron. Hello. Good morning, Ian. Back at it. Happy Monday. How are we doing? Good. Ready to take on the week. Lots to do. Yeah, you were pulling back there for a second. You got back from vacation and you were like, oh, shoot, I've committed to too much. And right. then you feel like you, you're, you're all stabilized. Did you pick any of that stuff back up or are you glad you I cut some? I, I picked up one thing back up with the help of uh, of Dave and the team here, just to, you know, Dave and Matt, actually, two of my employees. Mm-hmm. I put one of the things that I had canceled back on the table because I was a little rash in it when I went totally scorched earth. So. <laughs> uh but besides that uh yeah no everything else i rejiggled i'm pretty happy with and really focused on the kind of big project we're getting going on which we'll talk about here in the future i think is but, this the um, big is this the big secret project yeah i don't know if it's even like a secret secret but i haven't really talked about it publicly too much so we can we can start to get into it but not yet because i've dubbed this the week of Aaron. Okay, wow, I like the sound of that already. This is good, we should do this more often. (laughs) (laughs) You have so much going on this week. We're not even, an hour is not even going to be enough time. So we got to jump in. All right, give us us your launch. Let's start with the launch. Let's jump in. This week is the launch of screencasting.com. God willing, this is the week (laughs) that we launch. So the plan is, the plan is to launch on Wednesday. Um, which would be 18, 19, 20. Wednesday the 20th is uh, is launch day. And I am working furiously uh, to get everything buttoned up and finalized so that we can do that. Um, yes. It's a lot of work, man. Getting everything ready for a launch is just... So much work. So much work. So many, <laughs> so many things to like button up at the very end. And I'm trying to do it right this time. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to do... I'm trying to do like an email sequence that, you know, drips out over a few days to get people excited. I'm trying to get affiliates to sign up to help. I'm trying to do all of like all of the stuff that you're supposed to do with launching. I'm trying to do it all right. Um, It's hard. Now I know why launches end up being half-assed, which is kind of a shame (laughs) because you you put in all the work to do the thing and then you reach the finish line and you're like, ah, I'm just going to stop here. (laughs) I know that's a huge like. Yeah, leaving all that stuff to the end is so hard. That's a big advantage of like, uh, you know, startups and even small companies and things. If you could have somebody else working on that stuff or even having a co-founder in your endeavors, it's like, well, if one person could actually have been working on marketing, you know, mm-hmm. for the last uh, three months, then that's a whole different thing. But yeah, you get to the end, like in your case, you do all the recording, you do all the stuff, yep. and then there's still all this other work to do. Not yeah, for- fortunately, I've got, so I've got, um, Jason Beggs helping me on all the technical side, which is amazing. Um, But I still have to do, you know, I still have to do a lot of like the, not only the content, but the the marketing stuff as well. But if I had to do, if I had to do the technical side too, there's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it. It just wouldn't work. Can we have a side, a Jason Beggs sidebar? Because yeah. I feel like he's everybody's right hand man. Like every time, he, I'm like who who are you doing with? Who's doing this for you? Everybody's always like Jason Beggs is working on it. I'm like this guy is like ten of them. There, yes, he also has a twin, and so that's how he does it. <laughs> but here, here's the deal. Here's the deal about Jason. Mm. You know, you know those people that are like, if they tell you they're going to do something, they just do it, and then they bring it back, and it's good, and it's done. Love those people. That's Love people. those people. <laughs> very hard That's to find those people. Very hard to yeah. find. Jason Jason is that person. He'll, he'll just be like, well, I, you know, I knocked this out for you. Here it is. Here's the repo. You're like, wait, you already did it? You, <laughs> you, did all, you didn't have like an emotional hang-up about, oh, how should I do this thing? How am I going right. to? You just did it, and it's done? So, yeah, I feel like. I feel like Jason is is the secret behind a lot of people in the Laravel community. Yes, he he's a secret it's, weapon. It's amazing. So nobody, you know, nobody reach out to him because I don't want y'all to steal him from me. But <laughs> if you do need, uh, I think his main thing, besides like keeping me on track, his main thing is taking Figma or other designs and converting it into like proper good tailwind uh html or mm. he uses a bunch of the front-end frameworks as well but right um so design to tailwind.com is his thing but yeah he's just like a no-nonsense quiet worker and that's kind of what i need it's so awesome 
That's such a secret to a great consultant too, because I feel like I could, I I started out being a consultant in the super way back. It lasted like two, two minutes, literally. (laughs) And, uh, didn't work. Cause yeah, I can't do that. Like, I can't just be like, okay, I'm look, I got this design or whatever it is. I'm just going to plow through it, get it done straight line to the finish line. Like I'm always like, well, we do this different what about this yes, thing totally. maybe it should be this other thing like what about this and like maybe if we fundamentally sidetracked. rethought your business <laughs> this design would change <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh just being like no i have this thing i'm just gonna build it and then it'll be done instead of just taking months of being you know down a side path of thought yes um, just getting it getting it done is such a valuable uh, element to a great consultant so yes a real he's got a real protestant work ethic he just there we go. freaking works it's like, right? this is awesome. <laughs> meanwhile i'm like i should re-record every single video right. and he's just over there <laughs> okay the thing i was supposed to do that part's done now it's on you man what, what are you so, using for this is another eternal battle i have what are you using for your sounds like you're setting up an affiliate program like what mm-hmm. are you using for that yeah we're using lemon squeezy for that oh so just the baked in one okay. yeah we're doing the whole we went all in on the lemon squeezy platform um mm-hmm. because the checkout is super super nice um it does handle the sales tax which you know if you're nice. the government i really care about um but right. if you're not the government i just don't care about sales tax that much yeah. i'm just like okay come after me like it's if i didn't pain. if i didn't yeah. if i didn't pay my sales tax in quebec what what are you gonna do yeah so, especially overseas i'm totally like yeah, come get me overseas come like, get me yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is my, this is not advice this is maybe why i'm not a cpa anymore this, <laughs> yeah. this is Dude, pretty bad accounting major honestly. and an actual cpa <laughs> our advice is <laughs> let them come get you our they advice want their taxes. Is the system <laughs> yeah. um yeah so anyway lemon squeezy does handle all that sales tax which yeah that's great good for them right. um but i just Worth really really like yeah, I, I like I like the built-in checkout, and I know that Stripe has some of that, but the built-in checkout with the affiliate management is just is super nice. And I'm really yeah. hoping I'm really hoping that long-term affiliates are a good channel for this. And so I wanted to have something kind of native and first-party built-in. I didn't want to worry about payouts or registration right. or tracking clicks or anything yeah, that's like that. That's the worst part with all that stuff is like, oh setting up paypal like right there you have a disaster yep. on your hands like let's figure out how to paypal works and that yep never works and you know whatever all that stuff so yeah interesting lemon squeezy all right like yeah it. so jason's Hotness. built out jason's built out a, a basic live wire site um that handles all of the you know registration and the feature gate or the video gating based on what mm-hmm. tier that you signed up for um it's really nice because i think we're using um i think we're using Caleb Porzio's sushi for a lot of it, mm-hmm. um, which is we do we do have a database, but for a lot of like the content heavy stuff, it's just yep. front front matter in YAML, which is so nice because then I can put, you know, the entire video description as mm. I can do it as markdown and then just have like, here's the link to the Vimeo ID and here's the plan that it's on and here's the slug all in right, that one file that's great and not dealing with yeah, updating the database with changes and all that yeah. stuff. yeah i said just update the repo and magically exactly everywhere. and jason yeah. can just you know push it and he doesn't need to have access to the database he can just change stuff and because it's a flat file maybe we're using orbit we might be using caleb's sushi for some things and ryan chandler's orbit for other things man i'm, I'm familiar so- with orbit I'm I'm not the technical guy anymore. What you know, you don't I'm know what's going a, on? Who knows? I have an identity crisis. Yeah, you have no idea what's like, going I don't, on. I don't know what we're using. You're, you're so up embarrassing. Here, big picture. That's you don't so know what's going on. I've never been here before. Make this happen, <laughs> and things happen. Oh, no, that's yeah, amazing. Oh, what a bad feeling. We'll need to edit that out. So I sound <laughs> I sound like I'm definitely the technical guy. Um, oh, man. Yeah, the Orbit package is great because I think... Um, is that similar to Sushi or... It something? is similar to Sushi. It's a little... It has more drivers, which I don't super care about, except for the Markdown driver that you can use, mm. you know, Front Matter. Um, and so Orbit, I think, has got like a JSON and maybe an API, but it definitely has a Markdown driver. And so okay. that's, I think that's what we're using there. Awesome. I think some of, some of the other models may be Sushi, but that one is Orbit specifically. I've never used Sushi, even though like I need to, I, I think in this thing I'm working on, we'll probably end up using it in a few spots, but, uh, it does seem, I just love the idea of things becoming eloquent models magically. Like that's yep. great. 
concept. I use Sushi for um, my personal site. So my personal site is deployed on Vapor. It's just a Laravel app. Right. Deployed on Vapor. Um, <laughs> heads up, Jason Beggs did do the re the rebuild of it. It's not launched yet. Jason Beggs so. is everywhere. It's just you could just pencil them in. Just assume. this is supposed to be the week of Aaron, not the week of Ian outing Aaron for having Jason do all the work. You mentioned um, that one previously, though, so that's a, that's on that's on you. Okay, all episode. right. Okay, blame blame life squarely. <laughs> that's with how me. I know. Yeah, um, but yeah, that one uses that one uses sushi. That was sushi pre mm. Jason Beggs, so I'm going to take full credit mm. for that. Okay. That one uses sushi for the article listing and all of that stuff. Um, that one actually has no database at all. It's just flat files on Vapor, um, which is really really nice. And it could be, I guess, it could be, you know, a static site. But why? It cost me like four cents to run on Vapor. And now I don't have to convert it to a static site and I get full yep. Laravel. So yep. yeah, Sushi's very good. I like Sushi. Awesome. So screencasting.com. So launch, it's on schedule. We're ha- it's happening. It's on schedule. It's happening. Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, yeah. You know, when you get to the end of a project, it feels like, man, is this thing any good? Like <laughs> I've been staring at this thing for months. Is this any good? Mm. That happens. That happens to me a, a lot. I've been, you know, putting the final touches, uh, the final editing pass on these videos. And as yep. I'm watching them back, I'm like, these are actually good. This is good. I feel <laughs> very, awesome. I feel very proud. I love of, that feeling. Of, yes. Thank goodness. I feel yep. very proud of this like body of work. And I think, hey, this, this is going to be useful. This is going to be helpful to a lot of people. Um, and yeah, it goes through, I mean, it goes through the whole life cycle from, how do you even figure out what you're going to teach like content planning and structuring and how to like how to structure it so that people will, you know, follow along um and then into the gear and then recording and editing and then publishing and then there are a couple extra um sections at the end on like all right, if you're going to take these videos and put them on social media platforms, what should you think about when you right. put them on Twitter? What should you think mm. about when you put them on YouTube? Um and then the last section is a fun one. It's just people have sent me their screencasts and I just do the teardowns. And those are I love that. I sent a few down. of those out over email and people people seem to really like those. Those are fun. So, yeah, we're ready, man. I mean, it's such a I, I mean, I've given out the URL a few times already. It's not even out yet. So I feel like it's totally the type of thing. People are out there. They have questions, even if it, and it's also the kind of thing where it's like, even if you know some of it, just feel like it's still going to be very valuable because it's like, well, these like other couple parts I don't know or aren't yep. good at or whatever. It's like it's worth it the money just for that because if it saves me days of trolling around YouTube videos and all that stuff, yeah. trying to figure out what the heck to do and trial and error and all that. It's like yeah, it's worth. I don't, what is it like one hundred forty nine or I don't, I don't know if you've announced uh, the price, but I have actually not announced the price. Um, it's two forty nine or two ninety nine, okay. depending on which one you get. Yeah. Yeah, um, so and if you're on the mailing list, it. there will be a, a discount. So go to screencasting.com right uh, now. Like um, yeah, I think I think that is I think that is true. I think one of the things I've really focused on in this is like there are so many options of how to do every single step. Right. And and at most places I try to tell you, like, hey, there are a lot of options here. Here is what I think, and here is yep. why I think it. And you are totally free to disagree, but I'm going to give you a system and I'm going to give you a process and you can just follow it. And, you know, once you once you get more used to it, you can deviate and make your own style. But for now, just do this and it'll look great. I think that is such a huge um, thing that people don't realize that other people just want guidance. Like I was talking to an open source dev who has a open source, big open source project about this, about um their docs and this is like the advice i gave because the docs are like you could do this or you could do this mm-hmm. or you could do it. it's like you could put this code anywhere is basically what it said right mm-hmm. but like people like yes you could put it anywhere but the thing is like just tell me where to put it just tell me just what tell me is where the right this. place in your mind for this project in terms of this you know the open source project where this should go and then yes you could also have in there that like by the way you could actually put this anywhere mm-hmm. blah, blah blah but like this is the recommended way to do it and then that at least gives everybody a starting point if you have some special case obviously you can riff on that or try other things but like give me the main line this is how i think you should do it and like just like you're saying with with what you're doing it's like yeah just like i'm trying to make this video yes let me 
get a video made. And so if you yes. just tell me, this is your opinion, you've done this a lot, this is probably what you need, then I can start there. And then if it doesn't work for me because I'm doing something different or weird, I can then then riff on that. But um, but yeah, just give me the the start. Don't overwhelm me with, well, there's 17 ways you could do this and let's go through each of them. It's like, no, just give me the recommended. And that, and that is such, that's such a trap for the person creating the content right. because they know... One is like they know all of the nuances and all of the, you know, the places where something may or may not apply or work. But I also sometimes feel like I'm, especially when writing documentation, which these videos kind of are. So like doing Mm. these videos as well, I feel like I'm like writing defensively sometimes. Mm. Like I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to protect myself from the people that read or watch these videos. And you're like, well, actually, you know, you should in this case. And I'm like, oh, I should just mention that so that they don't, so they don't get me on that. Right. And it's just such a disservice. Like I just have to be okay. I think with some people saying, Hey, you don't always, you know, you shouldn't always do it this way. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. you're right. That's great. I agree. Right. So yeah, Yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been that's what I've been trying to do and I'm just really I, I'm this it's a good feeling. I'm just very, very pleased with it. I'm I'm happy to look on it and say, Yeah, this is ready. Yeah. It, it looks great. I mean the website looks great. All the like going through just like the topics covered. I mean, it's quite comprehensive. <laughs> you yeah. see people <laughs> launch content oriented things with way less comprehensive uh table of contents than this. So yeah. Like the money you're getting your value there if you buy this. Um, there's going to be something for everybody in there. If you're doing any kind of video at all yeah. on the internet, I feel like this is no brainer. Um, even for like things that aren't purely screencasting, just even like other kinds of videos and stuff. Like there's enough topics in there to mm-hmm. pull out, you know, uh, best practices and and information out of it. So it's going to be really useful. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I think I think this could be a good long term durable asset in you know, the Aaron Francis content empire that is like just that. beginning. So, so what's the future plan? Do you have, would there be additions to this or add-ons or side thing? Like, I don't know. Do you yeah. have any plans for that yet or thoughts around that? So many plans, so many, so okay. many hopes and dreams. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the tiers are, like I said, 249, 299. There is a $1,000 tier, but that's just Ooh. consulting. It's like you get the full course and then you get an hour with me. Um, and so that's, um, that's interesting. I think for a couple of reasons, one is price anchoring, you know, a thousand dollars is four digits. It's a huge number. Mm -hmm. Um, so that makes, you know, that makes the pricing table look lopsided on the low direction, which is nice. Um, it's also interesting for me to test the waters with the consulting on this Mm. because I can see a future, I could see a future where companies are like, Hey, we're spinning up a content team or a developer education team or something like that. And they want not necessarily consulting on the technical aspects of it, but more consulting on like the theoretical aspects of how do we make this content work? Not how do we do it, but like, how do we do this as a business? Um, And I think that might be interesting. Mm. And so that, that tier is there to kind of see like, does anybody, does anybody care about this? Um, and then I've got lots of plans in terms of broadening the site's content. So we're going to do the uh, the creator spotlights um, where, you know, like Mateus has already done one where he does a film or a video of his whole setup and talks mm-hmm. about his setup and that kind of stuff. I think that's good long term, like interesting and SEOable content. Right. I also think there's an opportunity here for like an old school community. Not mm, not like, yeah. hey, let's get on Discord and send emojis all day, every day. I sound like <laughs> such an old man, but I do not like Discord. Um, I've kind of warmed up to it a little bit, I have to say. Oh, but yes, Ian, I, we're I having know. the great flippening. You're, you're becoming are. young and I'm becoming old. It's amazing. Jeez. Um, okay, I'm, I don't have time for you to talk we'll, to me about we'll Discord. I can't handle, yeah, yeah, I can't handle that right uh, now. Okay. I'm too fragile in this state. Um, <laughs> but I think there's an opportunity for like let's say content creators, maybe specifically screencasters or people who do video, Mm. there's an opportunity for them, for us to all hang out. And whether that's like an actual traditional forum, which would be Mm. awesome. Discourse or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, 
or it could possibly honestly it could be a, a discord that's probably great for that but or slack channel i think slack would be ground, nice yeah a little more business something yeah something for the millennial boomers a little right. slack um but yeah i think that's a good opportunity because um it is hard work and i think having other people that you can talk to to be like hey how do y'all do this how yeah. do you do this what happens when you just recorded a whole video with no sound. Can we just all cry together? And so (laughs) I think having that kind of space would be good. And I could be like the hub for that, which I think would be interesting long-term. Right. I feel like there's a, we don't have to get too far into this, but I do feel like there's like almost a product that needs to be built for that. There's probably some out there already trying to do that, but like where it is that like there's a hub of a person and there's a community around it. Obviously, everybody just uses Discord kind of at this point with the second place Slack sort of uh, yeah. thing. But I think th- they um, do have their, their, there is downsides to those, I think. I think Circle is maybe one. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I think once you enter into this like community management world, there's a lot of right. stuff that we Out just, there. we never touch, you and yeah. I. And so I would have to ask some people who do like, proper community management right. which is it's an entire career and something sure. that i'm just like yeah we'll set up a we'll set up a discord i don't know man there is i mean the, the, yeah that is the nice thing about when you use a discord or slack is that people are already in there so they're more right. likely to just pop over whereas of course if you're just like well i have my own separate place so all the way over here it has to be really compelling i think right to kind of because you have to that. think about it right you have to like go over there which yeah people are already going a lot of places but um, oh, so so business thing here. So what about a team plan? No team plan? I feel like I need a team plan. What if I'm there that is, company? Okay. There's a contact I us. Them or, yes, okay, sorry, yes. Okay. There's a contact us. And I think, I think specifically for, I think that is hopefully going to work for, you know, startups or tech companies that are like, yeah, we actually have five people on our right. education team. Or honestly, if Jeffrey Way was like, hey, if you're going to do a Laracast's course, you have to watch this course first. That would be that would be awesome. Mm, so every right. new like creator that comes onto the Laracast platform, they would watch yep. this, and right. they Jeffrey would pay me for that. Um, yeah, that kind of thing I think yeah. would be would be just amazing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll get any uptake on that. But below the three tiers is a like, hey, want to pay us more money? No, it says are right. you know have teams <laughs> contact us. So Perfect. we'll see if we'll see right. if that works out. Yeah, I would think you'd get some action there. I mean, not as much as, of course, the mainline stuff. But yeah, if you can get even like, I mean, I think there's other worlds too for this stuff that you might not think mm-hmm. about, like corporate trainers, people mm-hmm. like that. Like if you can get into those worlds, like I know whatever GE probably has 15 corporate trainers, right? So yep. you have all those kind of things out there that kind of our circle of the internet doesn't think a lot about generally, although I actually do think a lot about it because most of my, my products mostly sold to those type of people, yeah, not true. to Twitter type people. And there's uh yeah, there's an amazing number of departments in companies mm-hmm. out in the world. So yeah. yeah, I had to be real careful. I had to be real careful when I was recording the content to not just specifically talk to Laravel developers. Right. Cause I, you know, my temptation was, and I actually recorded, several videos this way where it was i was assuming that everyone i was talking to was a developer and so i was saying things that wouldn't have made sense to other people Mm, um like repo and commit and yeah Yeah. stuff like that and people are gonna be like what are you talking about and every example every example i used was like well maybe you're teaching rails developers it's like nobody's gonna know what that means and so honestly i trashed a bunch of videos and went back and was like, this is, oh, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> I, but I, I realized, like, I'd been thinking pretty narrow, narrowly about mm. who the consumer could be. And I realized, wait, the creator economy alone is, it is like vastly larger than our friends on Twitter. And that's just the creator <laughs> economy, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's just, and then you've got, then you've got corporate training. Like you said, you've got, you know, in-house people at AWS who are making videos right. for the public, but they're not mm-hmm. creator economy or whatever. Yep. And so I went back and I, I redid, I redid it all with a focus towards, um, instead of saying like, you're a developer and you're trying to, I said, you're a creator. And yep. so my examples changed from solely code related examples to like, 
okay, so maybe you're, you know, I would talk about the person teaching is the subject matter expert. And I was like, maybe the right. area of expertise for you is you're really good at Microsoft Excel and you're teaching it to attorneys because they don't know anything about Microsoft Excel. Right. And so yeah. some of the examples got broader to be so that people right. could That's see so themselves smart. in the content. So yep. I really hope that pays off. If I could get into some niches that are like more, you know, what Nathan Barry has targeted with ConvertKit, yep. where it's just like, Everyone in the world apparently has their own little content business. If I could right. reach some of them, that would that would be awesome. Yeah, I think I mean, well, two different things there. One is like definitely getting in with uh Nathan and convert kit and what they're doing, talking at the conference, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um uh happy to I mean I know Nathan, I'm an investor in convert kit, so if you need a hook up, well, there, well, know well. Nathan, but happy to make intros. The week um, of Aaron indeed. Love to hear <laughs> there you that. Go. So happy to get you in over there if uh, I could help. But also, uh, and so, yeah, and he's like super creator, creator. They have such a totally. beautiful creator audience. Screencast.com, mm-hmm. perfect for, for that. Um, but then also, this is like a founder thing I think is super important. I've actually been having this with my big project, which is like, it started, I kind of started this like almost a year ago. And like, I've just been exploring, you know, learn and react and all, all these explorations and start something and then trash it and then started a different path and then trash that. And then now I think I'm on the right path with it, but it's like, it's hard because you're trying to get stuff out, but at the same time, if you know, it's not right, then it's also the time to say, nope, that was the wrong path. And we're just going to start again if we have to, or partially start again or whatever we have to do here to get on the right path. Cause once you're all the way down the path, then it's too late. Then you're like, you are stuck with the thing you have. Yep. And like, yeah, in your case, if it was like all talking about Laravel stuff all the time or dev stuff, then there's definitely going to be an audience where whatever people buy it and they see it and they, that person bought it, but maybe they don't recommend it because they're right. like, well, I can't really send this to my colleagues because I don't even understand what's going on. So I'm not going to recommend this or it just was hard to use because I was confused at different points and things like yep. that. Uh, and this is such, yeah, it's not at all a dev oriented product specifically. No. I mean, that'll certainly be your biggest customer base. I'm sure in the beginning here, but yeah, uh, you could definitely see where this can go out to the wider world and be useful in all kinds of scenarios. So definitely a smart move, I think, on your part to take that time, even though it's super painful. Uh, super painful. Start again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so painful because like I was, I was looking at the videos and thinking, oh, I really need to finish this course. And I was like, why am I feeling like, why do I feel this emotional hang up of like getting to the end? And I realized yeah. it's because you know I it's know, right. I know it's not right. Yeah. I know I know that I dorked up in like right. a fundamental way and that is like positioning and <laughs> I have to redo this. And the moment I decided like okay, I'm going to redo this, the amount of work that was ahead of me was enormous, but I felt so much better. Right. Yeah. I exactly. just felt like this okay, I feel yep. good. Like we can right. do this. <laughs> I'm on the right path. All that is before me is a huge mountain of work, but there's no emotional resistance at all because this is the right way forward. It's like, I I can work. I can stay up late and work. What I can't do is be emotional about it. And so it's like, yeah, this is a win. I'm happy now. Yeah. Pushing through when you know it's not right. It's like, then you're just going to not finish it or it's going to take twice as long because you're just not feeling it. You're like not going to put in that effort. You're not going to be thinking clearly about it when you are doing it and all those things. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. When you're a founder, these are the things that are hard, that are a little different than like what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, Hey, I got this thing. I'm just, this is the spec I'm going, I'm doing it. Yep. I'm not letting my emotions get in the way of this. Like we're just going to complete it and then move on to the next thing. Like this is different than that. You gotta, you have to listen to your gut. I feel like mm-hmm. um, a fair amount of the time. Sometimes you have to tell your gut to shut up because it's, yep. it's leading you wrong too. But Usually if you're really in that, like you're describing there, where it's like every day you're like, ah, oh, man, this is like, feels hard. Yeah, it's not exactly. right. Like then, yeah, you just got to listen and go, go with the gut there. So, yeah. And I think one of the things that is interesting about this is I think in some regards, people will be buying this course and paying me money for my taste, right? There's some oh, amount yep. of like mm-hmm. technical knowledge that I, I am imparting to them, but a lot of. I think a lot of what I'm teaching here is like a point of view and, and taste. And so when it's, when I feel like the taste is bad, like the, <laughs> the thing I'm doing is, is not quite right. Right. That's when I feel like, okay, 
I I personally think I have good taste and I think the thing I've made is bad. And so I have to trust right. that taste and say, nope, that's bad. I can make it better. I'm going to do that even if I have to work really hard. Yep. So hopefully it pays off. I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. I think there's a lot of excitement I've seen out there for it. So I'm expecting it to definitely launch really well and then go from there and do the building out the network. The affiliate yep. sounds good and starting to get your name in other corners of the uh, internet that aren't just home base for us. Yeah. Um, I think will be. And awesome. I have a friend who's an investor in ConvertKit. And so I may talk to Nathan Barry. Yeah. I heard it's Nathan's great. Awesome. Yeah. Nathan's amazing guy. I knew him before ConvertKit, actually. We met in like property circles. Okay, yeah, yeah, I met him at MicroConf 2012. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And talked to him back then when he was doing like the authority and, and that right. kind of stuff. Um, but I haven't, I, mean, I haven't spoken to him since. But he was, he was super cool way back then, too. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. And yeah, it's amazing to see what they've done. <laughs> he's done with ConvertKit. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, yeah. Um, and not an early enough investor. I was trying to get in way back then. Like way, when he first started, I was like, oh, let me like throw some money at you. And he's like, no, I'm not doing investors. And then he was going to do it. And then he didn't do it then. And then he did do it a couple of years ago. But I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not super wealthy from it yet as I would have been if, it, if he had taken not my yet. money in the beginning. Come on, yeah. Nathan. Not next, yet. Next thing, take my money early. They're they're not stopping. So you should. <laughs> I think I think you should be okay. I know your big nope. investments from from Twitter is Cloudflare, but I think I think Cloudflare convert ConvertKit is going to work out okay <laughs> for you. Hey, Mailchimp sold for what four billion or something? I don't know. Yeah, billion. No, maybe it was more ten. Billion. I think it was, it was a lot of I think it was a lot of billions, and they were billions. totally bootstrapped, if I recall. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Email. Email. I mean, hey, my business is all email too. Break. Like email. Email is the is the past, the present, and the future. Email. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm over here trying to be clever and invent brand new things, and other people are Ooh. sending emails. Just send the emails. On, receive man. the emails. This is this has been my life for the last twenty years. It's all it's all email. Like, it's there's all other email. little parts of it, but the core emails at the core. Turtles all the way down. Yeah, and, right, no, and, and you're never going to replace email because, like, there's nobody's going to do an open standard for anything ever again, right? Like, there's not even open messenger no. standard. There's no. no open standards. Email's the last open standard, and it's never going to be replaced. And where so. where are all the email killers now? Right, dead. You can't, yeah, no, <laughs> you can't kill email. It's like just provides an invaluable service, and they're never going to. There's never going to be enough community. Uh, backing from all the different stakeholders to actually make something else go. So we have two email providers in our community, right? Uh, Frake and Spotsy do Mail Coach, mm-hmm. and then Marcel and the Beyond Code folks do. Oh, I use that. Uh, hello, Synstack. Oh, do they do Stack a Sin Synstack? Oh, I didn't even you know, know what I'm about. talking about. God, they built so many things over there. I can't keep up with all the stuff Marcel builds. He yeah, got, I know. He builds a new thing every week. I know they've got the they've got the desktop app, which I think is H-E-L-O. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they say it, but they, um, uh, that's like the test, you know, or like local development. Uh, but they had like a privacy thing. first email oh. thing that they were working on for there a while. But I have honestly, I haven't heard about it there in a long time. So, Marcel, if you're listening, do some more marketing for that because I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one. But I, like yeah. I said, I can't keep up. I saw them at Laracon and talked to them quite a bit and. Like, I don't know what, I don't even understand how you, I think there's only three of them. There's only three of them. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, it is I'm, unbelievable. I'm like, got one product in 20 years. He's got, they're like, got new products every well, year. And, and the secret product. You've got that. Yeah. It's kind of similar to the other product. It's email. I can't leave email. Um, all right. So what else is going on here? So, all right. We got a couple more things in the week, Aaron. Okay. Uh, I don't know which one. Do you want to go Flowtone? Do you want to go? Oh, yeah. Effort? Let's go Flowtone, and then right. we can we can drive into Max Effort from there. All right. Flowtone is a desktop application that um, has recently been pre-launched by Boris and I. So we know Boris in in the community. We love Boris. Mm-hmm. Boris wrote uh, Advanced Inertia, um, that book on how to use inertia and Vue and Laravel all together. Great book. And great book. And um, Boris was working on some stuff and reached out to me and was like, hey, I've seen you talking about this like process where you take your videos and you, you know, you normalize the audio and you clean it all up. And that's like become your video pipeline. 
And he actually reached out because he was like, I'm working on a video related product and wondered if you like want to partner up on it. I was like, yeah, that seems really hard. The secret project that he's working on. <laughs> I was like, that seems really hard. Is there like an easier thing that you could build? What about this like nor audio cleanup normalization tool? And so he just, speaking of machines, he just did it. He just was like, yep, I'm going to build a desktop app. It's done. Now can you make the videos and do the marketing? And I was like, wait, how are you already done with this? <laughs> so, yeah. So um, he built everything. I, man, I like that. I'm the, I'm the marketing guy, Ian. Uh, you are. You are the marketing what guy. You're the guy happening? with the audience. You're building this the audience. This is weird. It's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, hard, hard, building an audience way harder than building a product. You know what? I think that might be correct. I think distribution is all about the distribution. Pretty hard to come by. So, yeah. So we're we're partnering up on it, and I've written zero lines of code for it. He wrote, you know, everything. So there's like a there's a desktop app. There's a Laravel server. So like you drop your audio onto the desktop app. It does a little mm -hmm. bit at home, and then it sends it off to the server where we do the rest of it, and then it sends it back. Um, and it's Literally every video that I make has been running through it just to like clean up some of the background noise, boost my microphone volume a little bit, um, just make things a little more clear. Mm. And so, yeah, we pre-launched it and I think it's gotten, I want to say like $500 of sales. And so pretty good. Yeah. 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 And that also segues nicely into like the screencasting.com empire, you right. know? Bits so now there. I can, nice. yeah, now I can like, kind of have these two funnels that weave in and out of each other and like the whole the whole ship was pointed the same direction which i feel good about is it a one-time it's not one-time purchase is it um it's a one-time purchase for a certain amount like i think it's like 600 minutes or something and oh, then okay. there will be like you can top up but it's not a monthly a monthly subscription i got gotcha. gotcha. so you're buying minutes, like you're based. buying resource yeah you yeah, yeah, yeah yeah all right yeah. Um, i like that that's interesting yeah. And there are some, model. yeah, there are some notions that maybe in the future we could do like some of it in browser, but one of the benefits of doing it on the desktop now is if you drop, you know, a six gigabyte video on it, we can do some of the audio splitting locally and it just mm -hmm. makes everything faster, cleaner, better. Um, right. So yeah, the desktop app, the billing model, some of it's like, eh, this is interesting. Let's try this um, and we'll see what happens. I like it. Yeah, I like, I like the idea of resource usage based apps. I don't know; it's a little tricky. You know, you can't just apply it to anything, but um, there is an interesting element to that for sure. Yeah, I think one of the downsides of pure SaaS pricing would be like, let's take me for example. I'm doing this course, but then I may not do like I may not do this bulk of video for a long time, and if I were on a monthly right. plan. And do I go and like get the biggest monthly plan, run everything through it, and then the next month downgrade to like a standard right. plan? It's like, well, that's not good for me, the hassle. consumer, or for the business to be like, oh, our MRR went super up. <laughs> oh, it went super down because they finished right. the course. So right. I think usage based is interesting here. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's let's then transition here to like something we talked about actually at Laracon, uh, which is Aaron's max effort era. Give us the rundown on what this is and what what you're doing. Yeah, the rundown the rundown is basically I was watching all these people on Twitter be rich and retired and just talk about how <laughs> important it was to like do yoga every day and you know and I was like, why do I feel so bad about this? And I realized <laughs> I'm in like I'm in my builder phase. This is not the time. This is not the time where I'm in my. I walk to the coffee shop and spend a couple hours journaling. It's like, right. I would love, I would love to be in that phase. Truly. I would right. just simply not. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the disservices that social media does is you usually catch a person's story as like a slice. And so you may come in on someone's story when they're in their semi-retired phase and think, Oh, I need to start behaving as if I am semi-retired. Right. Because that's what this successful person does, right? Mm -hmm. And but you, me specifically, I am not I, I'm not there yet. And so I'm viewing a slice of their story that is not collinear with my story. And I thought it would be really helpful actually if I could like 
frame or phrase this as something that clearly denotes where I am and where I'm not, because right. then mentally I will know, like I can look at these other people and think, yeah, that's great. They're in a different phase. I don't have right. to emulate that phase. <clears throat> My phase is fundamentally different. And yep. so that's when I decided like, okay, I'm going to say I'm not in my semi-retired leisurely builder phase, which is what a lot right. of people are in. Semi-retired yeah. leisurely builder. Daniel Vasallo with the Small Bets community, semi-retired right. leisurely builder. <laughs> I'm not in that phase. I am in my maximum effort era, which hopefully will set me up for my semi-retired leisurely builder area right. era. And it's just, there, I don't know that there's another way besides luck to get to that semi-retired phase without putting in a lot of effort. And one thing I'm super careful of is talking about how this is my phase for right now for me. Like, I, I want to yep. be very clear that this is a decision I have made for me and it's not prescriptive, it's descriptive. So I'm not right. saying everybody needs to do it, but I'm saying there are things I want out of my life. And I think the way to get there is you have to just work really hard. The only way out is through. And so right yep. now I'm going through and we'll see if I get out. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge believer in this. I mean, the thing with social media is like, you know, it the whole it's it's entirely designed right to surface outliers essentially. And point. so, even though you may follow twenty of the leisurely semi-retired <laughs> entrepreneurs, like that is like the tiniest, tiniest fraction of the number of people who are out there starting businesses every year or who run businesses. Right, millions and millions of people just in America alone who are running businesses and working very hard at them. And so, yes, but you get thrown these, like the 20 cool people on Twitter who are like, you know, journaling every day yep. and all these things. Right. Um, not to not journaling, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. So, though, right? yeah. <laughs> so, and like, you're like, Oh man, like, yeah, why haven't I made enough millions to be able to be that guy? Yet? And, uh, but it's also, yeah, it's totally unrealistic. And, um, I totally agree. You have to have the the effort era is definitely a thing. I think you can go in and out of it, which is a thing mm -hmm. too to be aware of. Is like like I definitely had a super max effort era, like when I started HelpSpot, and that was just not sustainable. So hired people and things like that, and then I definitely like pulled back from that. Yeah, and then for a long time, like ten years, I would say, like I wasn't all the way to leisurely retired, but I also wasn't in maximum effort i would say either mm -hmm. and then uh it was just like solid effort like solid effort running the business customers are happy yep. okay good and then now i'm gearing up for max effort era you know three or four whatever it's been because it's been little ebbs and flows over time um because yeah it's like all right well i got new stuff we're working on and that needs more effort and attention and all those things and also like my life is better suited to it now kids are older and things like that so yeah, I think you can go in and out of these phases, but uh, yeah, I think to deny the phases, like we, very big disservice is often done with people who are out there espousing, you know, four hour work week and mm -hmm. all these other things that are excellent marketing. And yes, I'm sure there's like a handful of people where this is very successful for them and that's all great. But I don't think that's true of the vast majority of people who are very successful. I think most yeah. of them are working quite hard um, and, you know, we're trying to work smartly too, not. You know, there's, you can't just always plow your way through everything, but, uh, but yeah, you, they're taking time savings from working smartly and then working more on other yes. things where they bring value. Right. So if they can yes. have employees, if they can outsource things, if they can do all those things, they're not necessarily taking that time, the game from that. And then, yeah, you know, using that as leisure time, they're taking that time and saying, okay, now I can do more of the things that I bring unique value to. Yeah. And, uh, and then keep going with that. So, yeah, I think yeah. that, that that's a, a very, the main strategy, really, even though on the internet, you wouldn't always know it. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a, um, I think there's like a turn or a shift that happens to some, to some people who are very public when they like, they climb to the mountain and they get, they climb to the top of the mountain and they get up there and it's beautiful. And they turn around and say, y'all, it's hard work to climb. Y'all should really take it easy. Like that climb right. is tough <laughs> and it wore me out. And I think y'all should take it easy, but it, boy, it's beautiful up here. And you're like, wait, <laughs> you can't have, you can't have both. Like I understand, yeah. I understand getting to the top and being like, wow, what a freaking slog that was. I'm going to slow down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 
that's the hope. But then to turn around and say, everyone else, slow down. I've made it. You're like, right. come on, man. That's also, not right. Also feel is often the some combination of like uh, just actually forgetting how hard it was. Probably. You know, right. And then also, I mean, I think in some people just dishonesty, whether it's uh, intentional or unintentional of like, mm-hmm. this is a better story if I say that. I just chilled on my way up to the top. Um, That's a more interesting story because everybody kind of knows the, Hey, work hard and you'll get to the top story. So what's my take on that? That's more interesting. But um, yeah, I think, and especially too, like you're in this zone where you have more kids on the way and things like that. So you're very specifically right now in a zone where you probably will have, you'll have more time over the next few months than you will have over 12 months from now, most likely. So it's also, uh, taking advantage of these times when you do have extra time. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to put in those hours. I'm going to work late some nights. I'm going to do those things um, to try to get ahead while I can. Cause uh, it'll be out of my hands maybe in exactly eight months or 12 months or whatever, where it'll be very hard to, to work till two o'clock or whatever yeah. on a Friday that ain't night. I ain't going to work. So I'm going to be up till two o'clock. <laughs> you'll be babies. up, but, yeah, you'll exactly. be up, but you won't be able to screencast. I don't think. Um, no, I don't think so. So, yeah, so getting these things done and launched and out there and then being able to maybe, you know, yeah, run it. I doubt you're going to be all the way out of max effort era even then, but will you be able to maybe dial it down to yeah. solid effort era for a little I bit? Think so. you know? I think there will be a phase change when new babies come that is just like, all right, still maximum effort, but towards these new two new humans that have just right. been born and everything else, everything else kind of goes into maintenance mode or you know maintaining what is already hopefully already hopefully gaining steam i can just give it a little bit of push every now and then right but yeah i think you know i think there are definitely phases and naming it an era i think is a good thing because it's like you can you can have a different era for a while and i don't know what epochs are i don't know if epochs are bigger than eras but you know maybe there's like an overarching epoch with individual eras i don't you know i don't know much about deep history I'm going to tell you, in 2023, to name something era, that's the way to go. It's a, yet another overlap right? between you and Taylor Swift. We she are has the same eras person. Tour. Yes, you that's have what the I'm saying. Era. I feel like this is the energy in the air. The era is that's the spot on what to, right That's what I'm trying to say. It. We are literally yeah. the same person with one go. minor difference, and that's a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a billion dollars. What's that between friends? No big deal. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's it. That's that's the week the week of Aaron. Week of um, Aaron. Do you want to like talk it. about um we have a couple other things we could talk about. One is uh I don't know if you follow Josh Pickford on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um but he's doing a new he's doing a new business kind of technical thing as always. <laughs> I saw that. And I think that would be interesting <laughs> to talk about. That's a lot of new yeah, businesses. If you yes. have seen this, do you want to, do you want I me have. to give you the, the high level yeah, on us, this one for, the, for the listener? Okay. Sure. So Josh Pigford, famously of Bear Metrics, which then exited, um, is a serial maker. He's always starting something. He's got, you think I have a lot of projects. This guy has like <laughs> 10, literally 10 times as many projects as I yeah. have. And I thought this one was really interesting because he just kind of like dropped it on Twitter and was like, Hey, it's kind of done. Um, and typically what he'll do is he'll say, I've got this new idea. I'm going to do it. And then he'll work on something for a while and then it kind of fades off and I don't hear about it anymore. This one was totally, totally different where it was yeah. like the thing is done. So he has a tweet and we'll put it in the show notes. He says, I recently purchased a small web app. Interesting already um, mm-hmm. called LawnCarePlanner.com. Great domain. Have spent the last few days rebuilding it from scratch, so I figured I'd talk through the details. So he goes through the details. He bought this site for, like, nothing. It was, like, two grand or $1,800 or something. And -hmm. the way that he did it was he was actually searching for lawn care plan for his house and came across this site and was like, hey, this is kind of what I need. And saw that it hadn't been updated in a long time, reached out to the guy, and the guy was like, yeah – Used to make, I think he says, used to make a thousand dollars a year, and now it makes right. like two fifty a year. And so he just went back and forth with them and bought the thing outright. Yep. And so he says he's got six thousand registered users. Um, who knows how old you know those right. emails are? 
and a full like infrastructure of uh, Python and Django to like build out this site. Cause it's a lot of like programmatic SEO. It's like lawn right. care plan, Dallas, Texas. And so there's a whole database that backs it. And so he, you know, spent a couple of days, rewrote it in rails, added some stuff. And now it's just like out there and running. And he's got a whole plan of how he's going to grow it. But, you know, he's using some AI to write some content and, I thought this was really interesting um, because I do feel like I am arcing towards my content era as well. Instead mm-hmm. of instead of pushing super hard on a SaaS boulder, I feel like, wait, this content stuff I feel an, a knack for. And I feel like mm-hmm. this is good, durable assets that could last forever. And so this was interesting to me to see him doing this. I don't know what the back end is going to be in terms of like, is it just an Amazon affiliate thing or what's going on there but that's the overview and i really think it's interesting um but i'd be curious your take on it yeah no it's super interesting i I agree like i when i saw that he had done like he had finished it and i was like oh yeah he finished one all right like yeah i know he's awesome and then uh well you know there's kind of two thoughts i had one is that it seems like a reasonable idea i mean i feel like it's very unlikely he's not gonna make you know well over his money back back. (laughs) he's gonna make the 1800 (laughs) back right um and you know just even just doing the mass seo stuff which is not you know google somewhat frowns upon it but at the same time mm-hmm. like you're in for eighteen hundred dollars so who cares and like if it does anything uh instead of just relying on the home page to have i think it has three million pages or something like that yeah. now so uh you know you're usually supposed to like roll those out more slowly and stuff than versus just dump it all out there but whatever um and in his case it is a little bit different because it is like zip codes and things like that so there is like you know, there's like a reason to have that many um, that makes some kind of sense. So that is to his benefit. I think. And presumably the domain is pretty aged. So he's not right. popping up a new domain and dumping three million yeah. pages out there. It's num- and, you know, it's number six on when you just search like lawn care planning or something like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this is like, I think this is a very interesting idea. So here's the thing that people, again, in our circles of Twitter are probably not aware of. Like, this is totally a thing lots of people do. Like, this is just yeah. a, a whole industry. Of like going out and buying domains with like domains that have expired mm-hmm. and you're just buying the domain because you see it's a domain that's ranked well and the person just let it expire and you're just scooping them up and then you're putting stuff on it or this type of thing where you're going out and actively acquiring things for cheaply, which have good ranking in certain areas and stuff like that. So it is, it is interesting because it comes across as like, oh, this is like a crazy idea, but then really it's like just an idea that lots of people mm-hmm. are doing but just not like people in not our, in our circles, space right yeah not on twitter in our little zone of it but um yeah no i i uh i, I mean i had a product at one point way 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 back uh that was like a textbook selling product that was like this basically we just have like really every college textbook um you know in the world and affiliate links and whatever but yeah it was, it was like the late 90s or like 2000 or something like that and uh but then, like, the, then Amazon just, like, totally took over everything directly. Oh, yeah, and, I've like, heard of Amazon, was, yeah. You yeah, you heard, got of, crushed you heard on of that Amazon. One. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, again, still people out there doing that, to be honest with you. But, yeah, it's not wasn't, I just had better things to spend time on. So, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, forget it. But, um, but, yeah, I could totally see having a little, if you're going to have a content-based business, to, like, start with a domain that's already ranking is definitely and a big advantage. And so, and to have inbound links and things like that. So, yeah, I like this idea. Um, if I had more time, this would be the kind of thing I could see me doing, just like poking around, finding little businesses or... And you know who's a semi-retired uh, leisurely builder? Josh yeah. Pigford. Yeah. yeah. And I so don't he, know about leisurely, though, but yeah, he's semi-retired. He, I, yeah, that's true. I guess. He's, he's not leisurely. He attacks everything with intensity, he, which, he you know, working, I kind of respect. Like. I do I do like that. Yeah. I, I, like, I like that Josh is like always doing basically hobbies he's like right all right i'm gonna you know fix up my house well i should make a app to keep track of all the tools it's like hey <laughs> yes, man he's got the tool that's app. great like, you do you that's awesome i'm happy he, for you he does have that the convergence of our theme of this episode kind of is like he is that consulting mindset to some degree but also the founder mindset because he yeah, does he like i'm building this thing and then he'll build it and ship it and then he won't like necessarily do anything with it after that a lot of times so then it kind of falls off there but he does sort of get pretty far into these things and like way oh, farther yeah. than i get i usually get as For far as i sure. bought the domain and yes. i'm like okay i got the domain set and then i never write a line of code or do anything he's like yeah oh, i got a domain and i built a thing and it works i may he's, not ever talk about it again after that but i, yeah. I built it <laughs> yeah. and shipped it 
he's the triple threat of like he's actually a pretty good designer he's a yeah. pretty good developer and he's a pretty good like follow through person which right. you usually don't you usually don't get all three of those yeah. but you're right he does like finish an app and then he's like all right i gotta go on to the next app <laughs> and that's you know I get that juice yeah, if that's what he wants to do is build, that's great. I like I like this content thing. I think my one I think my one hesitation with something like this is I kind of want I kind of want all of my efforts pointing in the same general direction. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know that so like if I were just to buy lawncareplanning.com, my like everything I've built so far adds nothing to lawn right. care planning and lawn care yeah. planning adds nothing to everything right. that I've built. And so that, that would be my hesitation. I would much rather buy something that is like directionally aligned with the other stuff. But I do like the idea of buying, buying something that somebody has neglected and kind of, you know, juicing it up a little bit and seeing what happens. It seems kind of fun. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard. I mean, I've had, I've never been very good with this either. Like once you have multiple products, just in general, multiple products is difficult for me anyway. And then in addition to that, like if you have multiple products that are not related, now you just have, yeah, like you're marketing, like there's no benefits, yes. there's no co-marketing, there's no, you're talking to this one group and that has cross benefits. Like there's no cross benefits to anything. You just have to have a whole separate marketing plan and be dealing with that entirely separately. And I don't tend to have enough brain bandwidth to deal with that i have found so yeah i think in that way but on the flip side there are people who are totally comfortable with that and also comfortable with like hey like if this makes 500 dollars a month that's cool and i'll just like collect this 500 dollars a month and be very happy with it um to me like the mental overhead of just dealing with it usually isn't worth things like that yeah, because it's like well that. it's gonna go down and i'm gonna have to be aware of it and i'm gonna have to fix it and like whatever so i'm gonna try to hack it like there's gonna be all this stuff with it that's just a pain in the butt that i'm like well for this few hundred bucks a month just not worth the hassle but um but yeah i mean i think there are lots of people out there right who have like they have 20 of these and 50 of these or whatever and it's like Crazy. when each of them does 500 dollars a month well now now we're talking some real money yeah. so, so then you got something so yeah i don't know and obviously you have one or two that hit maybe and get bigger yeah, it is an interesting model. I mean, the the, the internet is a vast place, <laughs> and the number of people looking to buy stuff is bigger than you could possibly imagine. Like that's the thing that people don't realize. It's like, yeah, uh, like when you really think about it, it's, like, it's huge, and there's people out there trying to buy everything, and there are less competitive spaces. Like we're all in this like internet space of like business SaaS apps, and yeah. you know, even content for developers. Like, these are pretty competitive tough, spaces tough spots to you know be there's yeah. a lot of people who are like oh that's a good idea you know lawn care in you know your area is a less competitive space so there are that is interesting those type of angles on the internet where like can you get into a niche that's less competitive um and you know float around in that zone of of freedom yeah i think the i think the mini like the portfolio approach makes a lot more sense to me when it's not a portfolio of small SaaS applications. When it's right. a portfolio of content properties, I can totally yeah. get behind that. But it's trying floating. to run even one SaaS app, it's like, <laughs> this is devastatingly yeah. brutal. And then you're like, well, I'm just going to do five that all make $200 MRR. You're like, why? Right. No. <laughs> but the content portfolio, I'm like, yeah, set it up once, right. kick it off, and then you kind of... risk. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, I knew you have a hard stop here, so I don't know if we want to... Stop I got there. a few minutes. I want to talk. I want to talk uh, content outside of our world for a second. Mm. I see you tweeting about foundation. Foundation. So, so first of all, uh, I'm way behind because okay. I'm, oh, you know, okay. I'm editing screencasts. But I mm-hmm. have started season two. I'm like maybe two episodes into season two. Um, so this is foundation on Apple TV. Great yep. show. Um, based on a book by Isaac Asimov, Isaac Asimov. There you go. Um, I didn't know. And season one. Awesome. Totally Mm -hmm. great. Season two, the first two episodes, I'm kind of like, I don't know. And so here's, here's my take on foundation as Mm -hmm. a whole. I want the show to be solely focused on the empire. That's all I want to watch. <laughs> I just want to watch the cool empire that's like right. got all this technological advance. I don't want to talk about a library on an outer planet for half okay. of every episode. Oh my gosh, this so, is so funny. This is, is, this, is this blasphemy? Tell me tell me what I'm what I'm missing here. Yeah, so I mean, well, so first of all, I feel exactly the opposite. Season 1 
Really? I, I like literally had to drag myself through it. Season two, I don't love it until later. It gets better for, to me. Like, wow. like episodes eight and nine are actually quite good. Um, so I feel like it gets better later. Uh, so yeah, it's hard for me because I read the books and I read them recently for the first time. Like pretty last good? year. Um, yeah, I mean, so Foundation is, I mean, it's, it's called Foundation, but it is literally one of the foundational texts of science fiction, period. Hmm. So, I mean, it has the Galactic Empire. Like, literally, that's what's in it. Star Wars has a Galactic Empire. Oh, okay. Right? These yeah. are like, yeah, these yeah, yeah, themes, yeah, yeah. Ro- Asimov wrote a lot of books having to do with robotics and the three rules and all these things, and, th- and that is in here a little bit. And so, like, so if it comes to robots or space or galactic empires, like this is the foundational. Text Those are three of a lot things, things I love: robots, <laughs> space, <laughs> and galactic empires. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, so this is huge thing, right? That's very, very well known in the science fiction circles, and and the book. And so Asimov's thing is he's not necessarily like an amazing writer, but his ideas are very good. Got so, it. so I don't know. For me, the books are are very odd. like to turn them into TV show would be very odd. So I see why they've done what they've done. Cause there's not even really characters in the traditional sense. Like you meet a character, they're there for a couple chapters and then there's a huge time jump and then they're gone. And so oh, it's a lot weird. of like, these, you're going over tens of thousands of years across these books and the books are short. So you're like really jumping. Um, so they've had to do some stuff to try to keep like Harry Seldon in the books is in like the first couple chapters. He's never in it again. And they talk about him here and there uh, throughout, but it's it's just sprinkled. He's not a character like through the whole books at all. So, is the Cleon very, very thing in the books the, uh, the everlasting so a, like empire guy? Um, no, not in the way really? he is. There's not dawn and dusk, dawn, and, dusk, and day, and day. Yeah, there's just one guy, um, and I don't think he even clones himself. If I recall, what? Yeah, so it's they. So that's the thing again. Like, well, how do we make this like? Well, that's a, a clever TV device. Show, yeah, right? they, like, they did a good I job. I think that there. is a good device. I don't like a lot of what they did, but I actually really like the dawn, dusk, and day thing. I think that's actually a pretty cool take on that. Um, so yeah, so I guess I would have liked to have seen them make the show based more on the book, even though it would be very non-traditional. Like, it would not at all be a normal TV show, and hmm. I see that being very difficult to pull off. But at the same time, I feel like that would be what would be interesting about it. Is yeah. Like, yeah, we already have a million TV shows with, like, the character runs through the whole thing, and the main characters are there for five seasons. Like, give me a TV show where the main characters are gone every, like, three or four episodes. Like, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. That would like, be you have a whole so new wild. set with a whole new thing, you know, a whole new world and stuff like that Three every three or four episodes. But so that's been very hard for me to overcome because it's so it's like radically different from the books. It's not even just like, oh, they missed this scene I loved or whatever. It's like it's yeah. totally different. Fundamental um, structure change there, which yeah, is really fundamental. I'll be curious to see what like if you when you finish the show or um at some point if you go back and read the books, I think it'd be interesting to see like from that angle of like show first, uh, and then coming back to the books and if it's too disjarring. But uh yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of growing on me. There's not that much sci-fi stuff in general out there, right? So it's like you kind of have yeah. to absorb what you're given. But so what, what's not what's not jiving with you on the second second season here? Well, so far the first two episodes have been very Harry Seldon and Foundation focused, and they go to this right. other they go to this other planet, or I guess new characters, maybe new characters where there's like the Padawan and the old. Um, like the old foundation guy, and he's like a the oh, last person to see Harry Seldon like alive. Yeah. yeah, and he's a little bit goofy, and his character's right. a little bit silly. And I'm like, I just want Galactic Empire. Like, I'm a good guy. <laughs> Listen, everybody, I'm a good guy. I'm team good guys, but yeah. I just want to watch the Galactic Empire right. and the technology and the cloning. Like, that's what I want to watch. Not, yeah. oh, we're farmers attending to a library in outer space. <laughs> like, I don't care about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's this whole, I mean, the whole library in our space, they've cut a lot of elements of that. So it is like, I feel like in the show, it, it's a little weird because they've kind of given you some stuff ahead that you sh- shouldn't actually know yet. And then they've cut things of that storyline kind of. So there are places like that where I'm like, I'm confused a little bit. And I also wonder like if you, if I didn't have the background, how would I even understand what's going on sometimes yeah. with like the vault and yes and that's another that thing is like, i just don't care you haven't made me care right about this vault i'm like 
I don't yeah, know what's exactly. happening here. The vault is a humongous thing in the book and has some very interesting properties. And first of all, it works totally different in the show. And then also, yeah, I feel like they didn't, they haven't really set that up for why you would care about the vault at the level like that maybe the characters yeah. do. Um, whereas it's more clear in the books, like why people care about it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's okay. I got through it. I mean, who knows now it's going to be like with this writer strike and everything. I don't know. It's going to be like three years oh, before yeah. we get the next one. So then I'll, who knows, or if we ever get the next one. Um, oh, yeah, that sucks. but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of looking for, there's this big character in the books who's coming presumably in the next season. They've hinted at him. I won't totally spoil yeah, it. Yeah, No spoilers there, but, uh, I don't think you've seen him yet probably but um so we'll see if he shows up and what they do with him he's already very different from the books uh you can see he's not going to be on the same trajectory i i think uh so we'll see but yeah overall you know it's okay i'm desperate for some sci-fi i feel like there hasn't been enough sci-fi most of these modern tv shows i don't really care for i'm kind of interested in seeing loki the second season of loki i don't know if you're into marvel stuff not, Marvel, not, not the TV shows. I'll see the movies in theaters, but I haven't watched any of the TV shows. Are you? What about Ashoka? Are you on Ashoka? Nope. Okay. I'll, I will yeah. see Star Wars movies in theaters, but I haven't seen any of those TV shows. Oh, you gotta shows watch Andor. Either. Gotta watch Andor. Andor never, never even heard of it. I'm not gonna lie to oh, you. No. <laughs> Andor is excellent. Sorry. You gotta watch Andor. It's so, so good. It's, it blows away Foundation. It's not, it's like 10 times better than Foundation. Um, so, but yeah, I'm not it, a big Star Wars guy. Do I have to I know, be a Star Wars guy? You don't guy? even need to be. No, there's no lightsabers. There's not okay. one lightsaber in the whole thing. Whereas Ashoka, there's literally been the first like three episodes, no less than 20 lightsaber battles. Yeah. It's, it's, no. it's so ridiculous. It's so, I mean, that's why I think I tweeted this, but I'm like, they're making these shows for kids, but the only people who care about them are like, 40 years old and older yes. like kids it's, people who grew up uh, yeah. with star wars like i want i'm i will buy every star wars thing you could throw at me but like give me something it can't be like the whole plot is for like a seven-year-old and i get that's kind of like the idea of the original star wars and george lucas blah 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 fine but like we're all older now we don't yeah. want like 20 lightsaber battles like i've seen a lightsaber i got it it's like, cool. I understand. It's cool, but I'm like, I just get very distracted now by like, okay, it's 20 lightsaber battles. And in this lightsaber battle between a robot and a Jedi, like the Jedi never uses her powers. So like, okay, I'm just watching the 20th lightsaber battle, but she's not just like throwing this robot off the cliff. Like she right. could do in some seconds. Fake, like, it's some fake struggle to make yeah, it. Interesting. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, it's so, it's so hard to watch. Um, where so Andor doesn't have any of that stuff. It's like, Basically, it's whole thing is it's super grounded in reality, you know, reality of that reality, universe, yeah. but it's not, um, no lightsabers, none of that stuff, all humans doing human-y stuff. Uh, yeah, some of the, like, episode 10, I think it is, it's just one of the plain best episodes of TV I've ever seen, period. Oh, wow. Of, okay. Uh, at all. So, yeah, it's it's very good. So, when you're there with the, with the more babies, and they're just crawling on you at, like, four in the morning, right, you just throw on Andor, you know, a couple months from now. That can be okay. just a little thing to get you through there. Well, we'll see if I, if I, <laughs> if I do, you will be the first to hear about right. it before that. Go. I'm going to finish foundation. Well, you should do that first. Yes. Yeah. So I would, I would get caught up. You're only, you're only, only 10 episodes. Now TV shows are short. It's like yeah. not that bad to at least get through the season. So yeah, I'll be, we'll, we'll follow up. Cause then we can talk, we can have a proper spoiler uh, yes. seg- segment on uh foundation and the, the kind of wrap up there since I just watched yeah. it too. So perfect. Okay. Good idea. All right. Well, you want right. you want to read us out? Yes. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, you can follow us at oh, you know, you can find us at mostlytechnical.com. We're on the Twitters slash X, which is a ridiculous thing to say, at mostly tech pod. And uh definitely email us at mostly technical podcast at gmail.com if you have any commentary or feedback on uh any of the stuff we talked about. All so, right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Talk to you next week. See you next week.